Hey up, my ducks, and welcome to episode 11 of this season's Forever Forest podcast. I'm your host, Freebs. Interesting fact, which I always like to add when I make up stuff about other people. When I was about nine, my school took part in a five-a-side tournament and we won it. And I was the only sub and didn't get on for a single game. When the trophies were handed out and assembly the week after, the teacher announced I didn't get on and the whole school laughed. Well, now I'm hosting a weekly Forest podcast and I can moonwalk, so who's laughing now? Uh, joining me this week, an absolutely fantastic trio. First up, a woman who, it's rumoured, can tell you the current temperature in any country just by looking at their flag. Fresh from her afternoon drinking in London, nipping to the QPR match and then continuing the boozes, it's Holly Royal. Hi, Holly. All right, mate. How's it going? Yeah, what time did you get finished on Friday? Oh, I think I got home about 12. It wasn't too bad. Could have gone on longer, but if it had been a win, it would have been a little bit longer, but I think it was quite tame, so not too bad. I had a can walking through a shepherd's bush to make me look a badass, but I still got chased by a load of youths with fireworks. (laughs) Hey, uh, the youth of this country. Anyway, it's the start of a new month, so that means he's back to spread his wisdom and musings on all things forest. Not a lot of people know this, but he won a disco dancing competition in a sports centre in Chesterfield in 1982 under the pseudonym Snake Hip Steve. It's Steve Corey. Hi, Steve. I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah. That that actually was one of my nicknames when I used to play football, snake hips. Yeah. Because I had this one trick and it was just like, I just swivel my hips and that's yeah, it. Dropping it. It's you know what's funny is I made up an absolute load of lies about Holly and it turns out it was true as well, more or less. Yeah. Oh my God, I used to go and watch Kanicki. So it's a bit weird how I keep freakily. Uh, I don't know about Kieran's uh, coming up. <laughs> uh, returning for another cameo as we uh, just managed to prime away from his current run at the Skegness Embassy uh, Theatre, where he's playing Pyramus in A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's Kieran Curtis. Hi, Kieran. Hello. Now, yours yours is kind of based on a, on a truth where I had to play Pyramus at school, so it's the only reason I know about Pyramus and Thisbe and the mechanicals and all that. Have you done much Shakespeare work, Kieran? Uh, did, what? Tempest? Uh, yeah, bits, mate. Certainly nothing recent, let's say that. It turns out he has, in fact, crept the boards with the bard. I love it. Um, There we go. So before we start the show in earnest, I managed to make a mad dart across the country from Bristol to that London to see the Reds away at QPR on Friday night. Uh, It was great seeing some familiar faces and also see the Reds get a very least what they deserved. Uh, The away support, as always, was insane. I managed to catch up with a a vlogging do-gooder, a member of this pod, and a random bloke who sounds just like me doing a poor impression because somebody I was about to interview didn't want to do it. So let's have a listen. All right, as you can hear from behind me at QPR with Mr. Daw. Who? Who's that? Who's that? You do good. <laughs> Heard about you. Uh, how's the journey down then, man? Uh, not bad, to be fair. There's not much traffic, but not bad. That's for you who are interested in traffic. There's some rowdy QPR kids. <laughs> Don't want to mess with them, do you, Ben? Not really. Um, not really. So, have you seen the team? Um, I'm confident. Yeah? I'm confident. What are you going for? One change. Confident as your fresh cut that you got? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, we got the fours a lot here. It's all going off. How you doing, man? You right? Three-one, Forest. Three-one. All right, you heard it here for Ben. Enjoy the game, mate. And you, Red. Hi, I'm here with Steve. What do you think, Steve? Well, welcome. We're gonna get a goal. <laughs> And I reckon we're going to win 4-0. Thanks, Steve.
Uh, right, we're just um, walking on, got tickets now, aren't we? And I'm here with um, probably somebody who's going to appear on the podcast in a minute because we'll be doing live as oh, doing the recorded bit afterwards. It's, it's Holly and Ryan. Hello, Holly. Hey, up. Uh, walking hey. through that London. It's um, a little bit busy, isn't it? I hate London. I can only live here if I was absolutely loaded, so hats <laughs> off to you and your money bags. Um, what do you think of the score line might be today? It's the really weirdest way of saying what do you think, how do you think we'll do? Traditionally, we've done quite well here, so I'm hoping for 2-1, but right now I would oh, obviously okay. take I would take a 1-1 draw. I'd take points, yeah, yeah you're on points away, don't you? And after Fulham as well, that rubbish. Absolutely, absolutely. And you went to Fulham, didn't you? So you, I did, yeah. You Break your door. Have you seen any wins this season? Uh, I have, yeah. Blackpool. Blackpool. Great game, great atmosphere. It's going to be a great away. Whatever happens, it's going to be a brilliant night. It's a Friday night, pretty much sell out. Well, you say that, some of us have got to go back to a car park and drive back to Sussex after this, but that's fandom. Fair enough, fair enough. But we love Forest, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Well, we do, and my, my score is currently on played one, lost one at home to Bournemouth. So, oh, so um, I think we're going to win two on Scott McKenna, 96th minute. Nice, love it. He's due a goal. He's due a, yeah, everything. Yeah, that yeah. man is a legend. Um, right, I'm going to let you go because you've got to go and find your friend who's run off for a pee. Yep. And um, I, if I do see you in the stadium, I'll ask you what you think at half time. Will do. You reds? You fucking reds. <laughs> Half time here at uh, well, what I still call Loftus Road. Um, Jamie Mackey's just been having a chat about scoring goals against Derby and now his kids support QPR, which is all great. Um, and I'm currently watching uh, Alex and Brighton doing some warming up, uh, which is great. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I feel like we've been all right here, just not really going forward enough, not really going out enough. But as we just said on our, our group chat, it's like they. Um, they really aren't that great keeper, are they? Could go fifth, so what a league, eh? Uh, but yeah, let's have a look how we go second half. So, uh, a point on the board away from home, uh, maybe a fair result on the balance of the two halves. Uh, but Steve Forrest could have been out of sight after that first half if they'd put stuff away. Do you agree or not? Penalty shouts to be discussed after. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you say you're going back to the penalty shouts, but um, I think without waffling on, definitely worthy of a draw. Not entirely sure we, we deserve to win it. But um, yeah, again, great comeback. And that's me. I guess what I meant by more was that I think on on each half, it was kind of, a, it was a classic game of two halves in some ways. But I think if Forest, it's a different game, isn't it? When you put that second away and stuff like that. And it's not, it's, we don't try and do a nitpick on here, but there were some chances and we were going to discuss sort of players later on with it, where, you know, it is one of those games with retrospect, you look at it and go, if we add, would they have had the second half they had? Or is that just kind of an absolute, just trying to fill space on a podcast conversation there, Steve? Yeah, it's it, you know it's just so refreshing that we're actually creating chances, and you know you, you rewind a month or so, and you, this sort of thing wouldn't happen. And you know QPR is such an, an open game, um, great you know for you guys that were there. I'm sure it was it was brilliant to be in the stadium itself. But yeah, you know even me just in my armchair, armchair away fan. Um, yeah, it's just a breath of fresh air to see us creating any kind of chances. So you know I'll take that. I'll take that with a draw all day long. 
Yeah, we'll definitely come to that because obviously the good thing about speaking to you monthly is that things have changed quite a lot since the uh, some of the things we discussed last time. Um, Holly, it doesn't really matter as what's done is done, but that was that two pens and a red QPR got away with in that game or uh, was it one pen and a yellow or as someone said, an orange card? Uh, what were your opinions on the uh, decisions? Um, watching them live, I thought they were pretty blatant. blatant. Um can Although, I, just say, I went for one pen and one not live just because I thought on the law of averages, we always see one a bit wrong, but one looked yeah. like certain for me. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. But then seeing them back, uh, not so sure. I think the one involving Jed Spence was a little bit of tangler legs. Did a dome of sort of get a toe poke to the ball? I don't know. And I think the, the Johnson one as well was possibly a bit of a 50-50 could have been given, could have been not, depending on the ref. Let's face it, the ref wasn't brilliant, wasn't he, on Friday night? Um, yeah, maybe Johnson's more so, a bit of a 50-50 tussle. Um, but the red card, you know, that was a stonewall, really, wasn't it? Um, I think he pretty much took Mighton's uh, head off in that uh, that uh, that challenge. I think his head was rolling down Shepherd's Bush Market. Um, yeah, it's pretty so- bad, it, yes. it, in live, it looked like a oof, like a like a mid links league tackle for me. That one that took me back. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful tackle. Yeah, so um, I, I think a red. Uh, well, I don't know if you, you two want to jump in on that one really quickly because we are going to move on for it. What did you think on the reds and the pens, Kieran and Steve? Um, I I think it's somewhat irrelevant. Like you said, there's games where they just don't happen for you. Um, happy to get a point in spite of that happening. Um, yeah. You know what, I like a bit of the debate around it as well. So, God help clubs in the Premier League that have to deal with VAR and just uh, having having none of this. So, whatever, we'll move on to the next one. I'm sure we'll pick up a few of them. The good thing, we're getting in the positions where we're having questionable uh, decisions around penalties like that. So, long may the attacking football continue. Ain't that the truth? I don't remember discussing many of them at the start of the season. Steve, you missed uh, Mr. Armchair there, as you're calling. You said, what uh, What did you think of the, those? Uh, I mean, that's, this is football. I mean, as I said at the start, it's kind of pointless because it's gone. It's in, the, it's in the history books. But it's what we do. We talk about things like that. How, how did you feel about the decisions? Yeah, I think exactly what Holly said. I think, like, the, the Johnson one was, yeah, you know, the the more sort of clear cut of the two. Spence one, yeah, very much up in the air. And yeah, as you've all kind of said, the the de- attempted decapitation of uh, Might and then, you know, um, yeah, that deserved a red. But again, hindsight, we move on. You Some cliche, some days you get them, some days you don't. And, you yeah. know, I'm sure we will. Well, Might was literally up in the air, wasn't he? And I think um, it is the bastion, I was thinking, of the uh, indecisive to go, I've seen them given. It's almost like you're not actually putting your, yourself either one side. It's anyway, uh, Kieran, we're talking about uh, a certain Mr. Jack Colbeck and a certain uh, Mr. Ryan Yates. Uh, one was just totally bombed out for the season after, let's be honest, not really returning to us in the same state as we'd seen him during his loan moves. You know, it's almost like, hold on, what have you done to, I, mean, I think Newcastle's left him on the sideline for a season. And the other is Mr. Marmite with a lot of fans, but there's no way they aren't two of the first names on the team sheet, really, is there? It seems even games where it's probably calls for more defensive, they're, they're in, aren't they? Oh, those stats, mate. Those stats oh, for Ryan really? Yates. Yeah. I, I, I imagine there are a lot of people just hiding from the screen as soon as that popped up. Um, yeah, that's what he deserves. He's always been a hard worker. If he's now in a system that is allowing him to display the more attacking side of his game and the link-up side, good for him. Jack Colback, I think he's just that kind of player. He he just ha- he's, His career just seems to have been littered with fits and starts. 
Um, and at the minute, he's in one of those good patches, and I hope that continues. And I hope what we actually see is him develop into that Ben Watson role um, that we missed for the entirety of last season. But that's over to him, really. Um, so just, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, mate. And yeah, there's, there's no dropping them as long as they keep playing the way they are, but for the inevitable injuries and whatnot that, that ruin a season at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's for other players to force their way into the squad. And I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, United were asking what was going to happen with Garner um, and whether he's set for a repeat of last season where he leaves the club he was originally loaned out to for somewhere else where he's guaranteed a game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, that is a good point because in some ways you could say he's actually such a quality man to be able to bring on. But weirdly, we've seen, I don't, I don't think he's been all that astounding this year from the bits we've seen. But imagine, because there's this new thing on Twitter, isn't there, where people who were wrong now put, why are people taking such joy? in other people being wrong. So you're sat there going, I want Carvalho to play. If we get Garner, he'll be the best thing ever. And Ryan Yates is a wanker. And it's now November. Let's have a look at those things. So somebody the day going like, oh, Carvalho, Carvalho. And, you know, it's like, guys, it's, it's an opinion-based sport. It's also a statistic-based sport. So mix those together, see what you got. And actually, Steve, we're going to come on to a kind of a contentious one here because it seems to be a very modern thing. Maybe it's because of the voice of social media, where as soon as you bring someone up or something up, it's like, why have you got a problem with him? Or what's going on with him? It's called a, a discussion. This isn't a vendetta with it. I like to talk about Brennan, Brennan Johnson. So I was on here saying at the start of the season, I think he was missing a lot. I thought there was a lot of times where I just didn't see him in a game. And since Steve Cooper has come in, he, he really has kicked on and stepped it up, I think, in lots of ways. But he frustrated me the other night. And I know he's a young player and he will hopefully only get better. But for me, the final decision making seemed a bit wild um, at the moment. And, I, and that could be a forest thing in some ways as well. However attacking we are, corners we seem to need to, someone's teachers how to take them. But there was a few times Brennan was, oh, it's a great chance, great pace. And then it was like, no. Nah. That wasn't yeah. my question. <laughs> no, I, again, I'm not just like, you know, sort of being fanboy to you all, but I agree 100%. He, he's a young lad, he's still learning. The best thing that could have ever happened to him and any footballer, get first team games, whether it be lower league, you know, 23s, you can play it till a cow's come home. It's nothing like league football. Um, that's done him the world of good playing at Lincoln. Obviously, you know, his games come on no end. But still, yeah, I agree. He's far from the finished product, product, which is great because, you know, people are touting him for, for Brentford and whatever. Um, in my honest opinion, he's not ready for the Premier League. Not yet. He will be. Absolutely. But, um, you know, we've, I think championship, you've got to, you've got to accrue so many performances. And a few years back, I interviewed Michael Dawson when he was at Hull and I spoke to him about um, Joe Lolly, uh, Joe Worrell, sorry. Worrell at the time had made about, I don't know, 20 appearances for the first team. And he said, you know, he's got the potential, but he needs to rack up 100 plus before you start talking Burnley's. And, and he says he needs to get that, you know, that foundation and, and, and just that experience. And I think the same's for for Johnson. Yeah, I, I would say probably another season before we see the best, very best out of him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it's good because the, the standards he's hitting already are great, but the best is is definitely yet to come. Can I ask you a sub-question on that? Do you, do you think there's a difference in games under the belt for positions? Because you remember Janazai was coming at United's bags a few goals, it's going to be this. And I know United are probably a little bit with Greenwood and Rashford who've obviously done different levels or done different things. Do you think there's so many games like what Dawson's saying there about a centre-back to have or a full-back to have or a midfielder to have? Because 
we do see these, we, Forrest have had it a lot. Remember when Brereton, it was like Ben Brereton and I was looking at his stats in the youth team and they were phenomenal, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Is a one position more than other that you think you can get away with less games to sort of know what they're going to be? I'd imagine goalkeeper is the one where you need a good run, for instance. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's a hard one to answer as well because, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really <laughs> sort yeah, of a veteran at any real position. And, <laughs> position but um, I think you probably have to ask, ask the experts that, the pros, but, um, I, I would just say the only thing, the spin I'd put on that is, is the type of opposition you come against. So if you come up against a real sort of shit house Elbauer, um, you know, if you come, the likes of the guy, remember Paul Robinson, he used to play for, um, was it Birmingham? You know, a real shit house like him. Um, if you're an attacking player and if you're coming up against speed merchants, trialing an error against every kind of aspect of, of defender, um, but to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a bit like when you're playing Sunday League, though, isn't it? And someone's putting out the fag who's about 50 and they're about to just kick the shit out of you and you're a 16 year old versus being in an academy at 16 playing. There is a there's a night and day versus what you're actually playing against. Um, Holly, talking about QPR still, is there any other players you'd like to give a mention to from Friday night who were your men of the match or stood out for you? Um, I think, uh, obviously, again, he was slightly underwhelming attacking-wise, but I thought Jed Spence was putting a really good performance in terms of, you know, defensive ability. That last-ditch tackle that he made in the penalty area was right. phenomenal. Um, I can't quite remember what point in the game it was. I, think I felt like it was quite towards the end and they could have gone 2-0 up and it, it would have been uh, would have been uh, out of sight, really. But um, I, th- I thought, um, again, I thought Johnson played really well, apart from the final decision-making. As you say, there was a couple of times where um, my mate next to me just went, he's a magician. The way he just kind of skims the ball past and just bombs on. And for a guy that's actually quite small in stature, I think he's got a lot of, you know, muscle power. He holds the ball up quite well. So he's just got that little bit extra in ease to his game. And I think he'll be, uh, I think he'll be the next Stan Collymore, personally. But. Wow, Jesus. That's, I mean, <laughs> Maybe a little bit over, yeah, over, over say, egg in the pudding there. But, as um, he grows, God knows how many feet and, yeah, I think pace, pace, I think Steve said it on pods we did last year, pace kills. It just, uh, people are scared to death of it because you have to either sit so deep or you're just scared to death of it. But they're not, I don't know if they're as scared of it, if it gets through and just puts into the side net every now and then. But also a, a bit of a word for a domer. I thought he had a great game. There's people next to me going, oh, Forrest reject. A, he wasn't actually that bad for us. He, he had some good performances and then he obviously got involved in the Cardiff saga, but he, he was Given us a bloody bloody nightmare for me, Adoma. Uh, it just kept, couldn't get it out of my head that we called him uncle, and that was bothering me that someone's uncle was destroying us the other night. Um, Kieran, it's been a little while since we last had you on. It, um, it was just after the home game versus Millwall. I actually had to look up when it was, whether it was peel, uh, pre or post Cooper. Uh, it might be a silly question, but how have you enjoyed the new manager's start, and what for you have been the biggest changes he's implemented from your uh, uh, the time since we last spoke? Um. I think the biggest change is that he's not afraid to change things. Uh, against QPR, what, all three subs made before the 70th minute? Yeah. Uh, centre-back going off for a winger. It, it, this is refreshing stuff. You've not uh, seen it for ages, have Yeah, it's a, it's a real nice change of pace from what we were getting used to um, under Hewton. Um I think as far as, you know, we've we've had our first considerable defeat under Steve Cooper as well. What's nice is that we bounced back from that relatively um solid with a with a good away win. There wasn't there wasn't too much um 
of a meltdown on, on Twitter, which I think that is probably the biggest credit Steve Cooper's going to get. Um, the fans aren't already calling for his head after that kind of loss. Um, yeah, it's it, look, it's there's, there's a willingness for him to change things, but I think there's more of a trust in the player's ability to get out there and get the job done. Um, he'll only change things if he really thinks something needs to, to change. Unlike Hewton, who just never ever going to pull that trigger um, on anything. But there's a confidence, players playing with their tails up, happy to have the ball at their feet, go forwards. Um, the, the, the one that still stands out to me is the um, the grab and goal uh, from a few weeks ago at home uh, when Joe Worrell got into the box and, and is having a pop on, on the volley. It's just, that's, that's insane compared to this time eight, eight, nine weeks ago, maybe. I can't even remember. Hewton's a distant memory now. Um, but certainly last season. And that's the biggest change. Players aren't scared to go in the opposition half. We're not scared to fight for games. And we're not scared to keep going, even though we have one goal to the good. We will go until the final whistle, as many teams are finding out to their detriment. Um, that That's what's... Do you know what? I, I might have said, though, this has been the biggest change about three times by now, but actually, that's the biggest change. We're a club, yeah, we're, we're a club that I think people are a bit nervous to play. Um, they're not going to get a, a, a 60 minute game, they're going to play until the ref blows that whistle. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, we just mentioned it on the radio, I was doing with Lisa earlier on, we're saying about the 90th minute thing and joking aside, I said we'd equalise, uh, win it in the 96th minute the other night. And, you know, it's half joking, but also if you're letting in goals, have we ever let in many goals in injury time? Oh yeah, yeah, the Sabri season where it just happened all the fucking time. Um, when you're letting them in, it shows either a lack of discipline, concentration or potentially legs. But what we are showing at the minute, I guess, is a lot of running, a lot of belief, and a lot of fight as well. Which is, isn't it funny how which side of that coin you are? They're such opposites in terms of what they are. Um, Steve, it's been even longer since we last had you on, and last time I think we were at a huge loss, and you described Forrest as a destroyer of worlds, which I think should be on a t-shirt for well for truthful reasons. I don't want you to uh, pull back that quote now. I don't think any of us could have ever dared to have dreamed of such a turnaround. I know we're not top. I know we're still, uh, you know, not exactly where we want us to be. Uh, but in your time being a red, um, have you seen such a dramatic turnaround in what what's happened? Just be a change for a manager. No, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. I mean, if you really trawl through it, there might have been, but not, you know, it's like Kieran says, as a complete kind of change of mindset rather than, because, you know, you always get the, you know, new manager mentality when, Coming in, it's, it's just adrenaline, you know. Um, Pierce got that every club, not just Forest, every club he went to, the sort of first 10 games because he was this legend. People, oh, I want to play for Psycho. And then, you know, when the novelty wears off and you think, ah, technically, this guy's a bit inept. And, and then mm. everything went pear shaped for virtually every side he was in charge of. Um, not knocking him, by the way. I know that everyone will be like, oh, he's a Pierce hater, wanker. Mm. Um, he's an absolute legend, one of my favorite players ever. Player. But yeah, this one. Just yeah, this is just this is the real deal, I think, because it's just so left field, it's so different to what you know, like touching on what Kieran was saying, to what we've been used to. And, and it works, you know. Fortune favors the brave and who dares wins and all that, you know, any more cliches you can throw in there, get them in. But yeah, I, I probably off the top of my head, I can't think of an appointment that's been, you know, so so well revered after, you know, such a 
a malaise, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. I said, destroy the world. I could not. And you said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We didn't know what, no idea. We thought we were going down with three points because there was it's so difficult. And this is kind of a nice thing to have the pod to be able to sport, speak to you guys about it. Cause it's almost like a therapy. And I know you kind of feel the same at times when you get so many characters on social media, whatever you do, or no one's going to listen to you with it. It's really isn't because my team isn't winning. I guess I'd love to see the stats since I first ever knew who Forrest were and they were my side of how many they've won versus lost and stuff like that. You know, compared to my uncle before me, who was in Munich and Madrid and all that business. I've not seen, I reckon I've seen more losses and more bad stuff than I have good. So it isn't just always about that. And I don't support Forrest. You never support Forrest just because you think it's going to be a glory thing. My point was always over the last sort of, it's the most I've wanted a manager gone for a long time, actually. I'm normally quite fair. was just, it was the drossness. It was like Kieran said about the substitutions. It was like, just felt like how, what, you know, I know you're a professional, you're a coach and you've done way more in the game than I've ever done or even dreamed to do. But it just, I've never seen a team without a transfer window change so much as this. It's not like he, he's gone at the end of the season, there's a new one coming in. And there's been a lot as well said about the things he said, and you wrote a wonderful piece. Um, I think you've just done a new one actually, Steve, which you can tell us about, but the one before that, which I remember sharing, it was just it was just bang on about this attitude as well that's come in. Any manager can come in and say the right or the wrong things, but there's a unity. It seems like he gets it. And I don't know if you guys were on before and we said it, but this seems like the first manager we've had who's actually looked at that Brian Clough stand and gone, I bloody appreciate this job I've got. I don't know if you want to comment on that, Steve, but it just it's not just a name we've had before is doing us a favour and it's not somebody, it feels like a really nice fit. Yeah, no, Steve Cooper definitely wants to to be at this club. That um, It's abundantly clear. Um, he's willingly interacting with the fans um, outside of match days as well. And you know what? For... All the flack he gets about his facial features, he's he's rocking about with a smile on his face, and uh, that's appreciated. That's a, he must be a so, somewhat of a confident man, uh, and I'm enjoying it. Um, it it's yeah, he's uh, he, he's got full support. Uh, you'd be hard pressed find anyone that isn't isn't behind Steve Cooper's Nottingham Forest right now. Swansea fans probably. I mean, would you um. Yeah, that'll probably be about it because they've told us the end is coming. Do you know what? And I'll hands up. I've I've got on Google Photos where I store everything I've ever done on my phone, pictures wise. I've got some awful bits where I've stuck his head on Albert Steptoe. <laughs> I've never beaten us and I feel really bad. And I deleted him the other day and went, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I think it's what, um, what Lisa said last week when she said that he sees it as a privilege to be manager of Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And you actually believe that you genuinely believe that, you know, people have sort of given a bit of lip service to that in the past, but you just think he actually, he genuinely, he's really, really proud to go out there and be the manager of Nottingham Forest. And I think that really feeds down to the supporters as well. Yeah, hundred percent. But we all also know that this game is bloody fickle and uh, we'll come to the next games coming up and how the stats can look either way in a second. Um, but yeah, that's a bang on point. I think it's, a, I just think it's a nice fit at the minute and I can't wait mm. to see what happens transfer window, see how it all lines up with potentially Mr. Murphy and all that as well. Um, so let's look at the game coming up at the, in the, this week, um, depending on when this comes out, it's either tonight um, or if you're listening to it in a few months, it was the 2nd of November 2021. I don't know why you'd be doing it. What if this is in a time capsule and someone finds it in the future? Anyway, whatever it is, if you've listened to this via a chip in your brain, 
Ah, yeah, this is the past. Um, so Sheffield United at home. Um, as the grandson of a Sheffield Wednesday fan, an owl, my busy mate supports them too. My mum from Firth Park, Sheffield, and I spent three years at uni there. I cannot stand the pig blades uh, that call themselves Sheffield United. So I hope we give them an absolute lancing. Um, Holly, it's been dubbed as Forest A versus Forest B. Uh, what do you see happening in this match? Um, I think it's going to be pretty tight. Um, I think they're just above us on goal difference, if I I'm mistaken. I think we are exactly the same. But according to the radio we did tonight, they said, we've, is that right or was it one out? Kieran's doing a finger up. Do you want to jump in, Kieran? What is it? One goal difference, I think. One goal difference. Okay, sorry. Go on, Holly. Okay. Uh, and I think they've been fairly inconsistent this season so far. So, I mean, I I see no reason that we can't smash them. Um you know, loads of positives around at the moment, loads of positives from Friday night. Um, I think the last time we played them, we lost. If I mean, obviously it was two seasons ago now. Or was it three, two, two or three seasons ago now? Um, the only thing that troubles me is the fact that obviously Max Lowe can't play. Uh, so I guess that's looking like it might be Bong on that left side. Um but yeah, I, I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win quite comfortably as well. I'm feeling quite confident under the lights midweek, um, and I just hope that Ben Osborne gets a, a good reception as well. Um, it, and everyone... it'll be right. Ryan Yates in the same stadium, so exactly, yeah. So the you know the uh, they can take it all out on him and forget about uh, young Ben Osborne. So yeah, I think it's going to be a decent win for us. Although I think there's also like seven of our old players. I think I was looking it up today, um, which is absolutely mad. So. Uh, Hopefully there's no sort of um, ex, ex-player syndrome coming back to haunt us. If you ever want to support a club who an ex-player is going to come back and do something, they're called Nottingham Forest. Yeah. We've had so many players who've been dog egg for us who've ended up being all right elsewhere. Um, Kieran, I think the actually the Forest B thing people have been saying is a bit harsh because some of them are top quality championship players, actually. They, they, they would definitely fit in or they've left us to end up being so. Um, how do you see it going and what would you take now points-wise from that game at home? Um, I think I'd be selling us short if I if I said that I didn't think we could win this game. Um, yeah, I'm well aware that Ben Osborne's probably going to pull something out of the bag, a free kick a la Bristol City those years ago, something weird oh, like oh. that. Um, and do you know what? He'd be right to do so to shut up some of the fans that did uh, give him stick. So like Holly, I hope he gets a good reception and that we don't give players that opportunity to play with edge um and and have a point to prove let's just uh let's kill them with kindness and then uh kill them down the wings like we can um who's playing left back Kieran? Uh, that's yeah okay so that is the concern like there is a there is a yeah i i, I do have question marks there. i feel like it will be bong um don't want it to be it's kind of his specific role, though, isn't it? How it's played in this team, you know what I mean? He's yeah. Definitely... Maybe that I'm was not... it, Kieran. Maybe this is what he's very good at, and he just didn't like playing in a four. Maybe short. let's. We're going to find out, aren't we? Um, <laughs> very soon. Yeah. Um, look, we'll see. And as every other player does, they'll get my full support un- until they do something that means they don't deserve that anymore. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I think we can come out with this with a win as well. Um. A home game, no reason to change how, how we've been going about it. Um, you never know, maybe some of the old boys like Ollie Burke or someone might have an absolute stinker in their desire to prove that they, uh, that they, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But it'll be, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. 
Um, yeah, grabs grabs to get two. What's fine? What score are you going for? Three nil. Holly, you didn't give us a score in then. What are you going for? Two nil. Same. Three one is what I was thinking. Oh. Yeah. Christ, goals galore down at the Trent. Um, Steve, uh, you know, as we hadn't spoke for a while, as, as we're not going to probably speak for a little while because you're not be coming at the start of the month. Um, the next two home games coming up, we've obviously got United and Preston within a matter of days. So we're currently on, if I see, I'm kind of still doing a pre and post uh, Hewton kind of thing, uh, you know, with the managers and starting the season again. Um, we're on, if I've got this right, one, four, drawn two, lost one under Cooper. That's correct. So if we... Just just trying to look at, I know two more games doesn't make a whole season with it, but we're either going to go into international break, potentially 1-4, drawn to lost four, which I think would point towards, against the calibre of sides we've played, probably a mid-season, mid-table finish on the form of it. If we went in there with 1-6, drawn to lost one, are we still allowed to dream with it? I mean, what, what would you, these games coming up, these next two, and then, you know, what we've already got from Cooper going into that break, What's your feelings going forward into the season and what do you think could be happening in the next two games? I dare to dream, like you say. Um, my gut instinct is it will take four points from the next two games. I think we'll, we'll hopefully beat Sheffield United. They've been really indifferent. I've really been surprised at them. Um, and Preston, obviously, I think they had a great win against Luton last time out. So, but I think, yeah, if you just keep picking up points and, and you know, again, it's a bit cliche but you just you just climb in that table and I'd I'd love to say and I'm not going to fall for it because every year I've gone yeah we'll sneak in the playoffs um so I'm, I'm just going to confidently say we'll we'll be in that top half in and around but perhaps not make it that's just the new pessimist in me coming out because I've been hurt so many times so what I've been giving you to believe in Steve it's, it's very fair to say it man because it's like Seriously, we've never been them sort of supporters. You, but you know, we've always gone a little bit. I can't remember. Do we? Do we know when things start going really well? Do we go? This is what we're used to. I can't remember what that feels like, to be honest with you. But no, I, I would. I agree with you. I'd definitely take a win tomorrow, just because of my personal hatred towards them. Um, and then Preston as well, like you say, they're probably slightly more on form out of the two of them. So, what score are you going to go for for to uh, tomorrow night as it stands? Um, tomorrow again, I'm going to cautious optimism because the momentum's been halted with the. The sort of the, the defeat and then the draw. I'd, I'd take a one nil. I'd just take a win of any kind just to get us back on track. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really boring and say a one nil. I, I think we'll, we'll dominate and, and win one nil. There you go. You heard it here. Good stuff. There you go. I, I'm going to go for a two one 93rd minute winner. I'm just going to keep saying it now. Um, I'm going to do a special shout out as well to uh, Steve. I saw the United QPR because he uh, said he sent in a message. Uh, which we didn't read out, which is obviously my fault because it's my job to do that. Uh, and we walked together through the wonderful world of um, Shepherd's Bush back towards the uh, the train. So just a bit like my favourite podcaster, Kermode and Mayer, when they would say hello to Jason Isaacs. Uh, he says he normally listens to this about three in the morning when he's driving in the trucks with work. So uh, morning and hello to Steve. There you go. Uh, can I just uh, everyone just come off mic quickly and say hello to Steve just because we're going to make it a regular thing. Hello, Steve. Hey, up, Steve. Hey, Steve. You're out, Steve. Give us a honk on the horn. Yeah, say give us a honk now, as long as you're not near somebody who's scared of honks, whatever that means. Uh, right, okay, so uh, this is the point where I play the music for the quiz. What time is it? It's time to do the quiz. Lisa will hate it, but it is what it is. It's time for the quiz. How are they going to do with this quiz time? 
Um, so this quiz this week is a bit of a brand new one. Um, Holly, I think you've been ever present for quite a while now. So you've seen all manner of quizzes, good, nice, horrible, usually hated by Lisa, as the theme tune says. Uh, she's not here today. Um, so it, we've got 12 questions available. Now, normally when I've done the audio ones, there have been a player being interviewed and I've asked you to tell me who the player is. This one is slightly different. So what we're going to do is I'm going to play you the commentary of a famous Reds goal. Now, I realized when compiling these, some of them are very obvious. So I had to put a little twist on it. So I'm going to play you a goal. You're going to you're going to know who it is because when it comes up on your screen, you'll see who it is anyway. And it, often it's very hard to bleep that because they're like going, story more. And it's like, well, that's who scored the goal. So what I want you to do for your two points available, guys, is to tell me the year and the opposition. That is it. Because otherwise, it's, you know, it's just you saying who the goal scorer was, which it tells you. Um, I've numbered them once 12. I messed up on the tech last week, so hopefully I get this right. I'm going to go in the order that you're on my screen. So it'll be Holly, Kieran, then Steve. Uh, you could all draw. You could all get exactly the same amount right. But as there's those two points available, uh, I need you as well to mark your own because I haven't got a pen and paper because I'm going to pretend that I don't own them. I'm just lazy and forgot them. So, Holly, starting with you, can you give me a number between 1 to 12? And hopefully they play. Which one do you want? Let's go with uh, Stuart Pierce's number, number three. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're going to take you back with this one. Um, I reckon, Holly, you're going to be all right. Well, with the team, not so sure about the year. Let's have a go. Here's Parker. And it's Crosby coming around the back, and Dibble got it at the second attempt. Oh, and that... Crosby's pinched the... Oh, has he given the goal? He has! My word! Gary Crosby! There you go. Holly, do you know what the goal is, first of all? Is it against Man City? There's one point, yeah. So he heads it out of the hand. Uh, what year are you going for? I'd have got the year wrong. I, I think Steve was probably there. Mm. <laughs> Steve getting that one, but I got... Um, go on, what year are you going for? I'm trying to remember the kit in my mind. So I'm thinking it's late 80s. So I'm going to go... Don't look at my facial expression, by the way. That was just... 89? You didn't get it. So what I will do is I will move just to the next person to the side on the year. So, Kieran, do you know the year? 90. Yeah, it was 90. And then I've just realised I don't know how to do half points and stuff. So... Um, I'll do two points per answer and one for a rebound. How's that sound? Okay. So Holly, give yourself on, on whatever you're doing it on uh, two points for Man City. And Kieran, you get a point for 1990. Well done there. Uh, now, uh, Kieran, you're up next. So which number would you like? You've got one to 12. Take 11, mate. Okay. Let's do it then. Here we go, Kieran. Here's number 11 just for you. Crosby to Charles. Beyond sharing on, but Black is there to sweep it in. It's Kemmel. Kemmel the scorer. Bit of a hard one, I think, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're definitely talking Scott, not Archie, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think Crosby have a pass the ball to Archie Gemmel. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I think I've. Flaming clue, mate. Uh, so let's have some wild shots in the dark. Yeah, here we go. Um, right, we're going to go for Sheffield Wednesday, yep. 1995. 
Oh, no. Both get offered to Steve to try and steal a point on both. Steve, do you know what the goal is first, just to annoy Kieran? No, and I'm taking a wild guess. Um, is the opposition Southampton? Right, and what year? 93. It's Southampton in 92. Oh. Steve, you got yourself a point there. I hope you're taking a note on that. Yeah, it was the ZDS Cup final when did that scissor kick. Mm. And it goes right over the back. Yeah. Um, so well done. That I thought he was just going to go. I'm going to take a wild stab, but here's both the answers. <laughs> uh, right, Steve, you're up next, mate. So here's your chance to get a maximum of four points. Which number do you want to go for, mate? Um, seven, please. Number seven. Oh, it's a short one, but it's a cracker. Here we go. So unless Forrest can do something about it. Kieran's just done a throwing up of his hands in the air. I think Kieran knows the year and the opposition on that one. Uh, what are we going for? The opposition and the year, please, Steve Curry. Oh, so the opposition, I'd say, was Notts County. All right. In the League Cup, I think so. Um, oh, and it was the year of the riot. It was. I'm Yeah. Famous riot. This is not the radio whilst watching, you know, whatever it was, Croydon burn. Oh, I can't remember. 2011? Oh, he's nabbed it. Four points, Steve Curry. Oh. Kieran, um, am I guessing from your reaction that either you knew it or Bowie bit you? Which one was it? Bowie's a dog, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I was just bema- bemoaning my own luck, mate, there, really. For, uh... The hardest one in the quiz, potentially. Actually, there is one hard. <laughs> I, know, I know you always say that age doesn't come into this and you can look up things later, but, you know, there, there are things that are definitely cemented in my mind. Uh, from my time supporting Forest, Wes Morgan with a lethal right boot uh, from the edge of the box. That's certainly one of them. I went absolutely. What's funny is there's a bit of a there's a bit of muck on my screen, and as I went to get rid of it, Kieran, your face was there, so I sort of stroked your cheek, which was nice. Uh, so what are we on at the minute, Holly? How many points are you on? Two, Kieran, you're on one, and Steve, you're on about seven, aren't you? How many are you on? Five. I'm Look, not sure. How, how did I get four for that? I thought you, you get just two get two points. If it's your question, you get two points. Oh, I see. Okay. You snagged, you snagged one point of currency. You're on five. Okay. So as you can see, points are easy to get hold of. Uh, so Holly, you're up next. Which one number are you going for? Uh, number five, please. She wants number five. Ooh, it's, I think this is potentially the easiest one in the group. Oh. Here we go. There you go. Year and opposition. Tottenham 91. Four points, Holly. There you go. Now, the reason, yeah, it is easy, but at the same time, because it doesn't really mention a great deal, I thought, you know, it could trick some people. Kieran, did you know that one? Don't become the new Lisa. I I did know that one. I was going to say, right, there are three Stuart Pearce goals that always stick out in my mind. There's that one, the one at United, and the penalty scored at Spurs where there's this almighty boing that comes <laughs> yeah. If you haven't, check out. I think it's on reasons to be cheerful if you happen to own the BHS. But, uh, Find enjoy. the Pierce boy. And actually, while you're here, Kieran, can you give me a number? And I, There are some stinkers, and I'll just tell you if you get one. Has <laughs> uh, anyone had one? Uh, no, one's available. And I actually think this is uh, some big points coming your way. Uh, no pressure. Yeah. Here we go, mate. Enjoy. Collymore. Sorry, I'm going to restart that because I think it missed the start. Roy. Collymore. He's done it! Stan Collymore! 
And Nottingham Forest must feel as though they've broken into the Bank of England. What a great bit of commentary of that. We feel like we've broken into the Bank of England. Uh, where it, who was it against in what year? I feel like I'm going to disappoint you here, mate. Um, again, the best angle. That doesn't sound like the commentary I remember for the best angle. Just don't want Kieran to be happier. Kieran, you remember this year you bought a football shirt off me? Yeah. I was wearing that shirt when he scored that goal, just if it helps. Right. So it wasn't the United at home goal that I was thinking of then. Let's uh, move away from that one. Um, I was thinking of the one-way dribbles from halfway and just absolutely uh, rampages through them. Um, right. If he's wearing that, that shirt, then it would have been... 90. Oh, bollocks to give him the year, didn't I? I'm going to have to give other people a clue now. <laughs> you know, it's two seasons. <laughs> um, 94, 95. Um, we'll go for 95. Right. And who's the team? I'm going to say United away. Man United. Right. You got two points. Steve, you got the year wrong. What year? 94. There you go. Point for Steve. It was 94. It was the December uh, because all my mates supported United and they were in a play in the Spilsby school. And I went and sat on the front row with my fingers going 2-1 all the way through the play like a dick. Well, actually, I think I deserved it. Um, Steve, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that goal, by the way, that was, uh, and I don't understand the magic. I don't think United even let a goal in at Old Trafford for about 17 years at that point. It wasn't quite that long. They definitely hadn't lost there for a long time. But all my United fans went, oh, it's because uh, Schmeichel wasn't playing because Gary Walsh was in goal. It's the only reason. No, no. Schmeichel was in goal. I thought he was, but that, Michael I, was in goal because um, Pierce scored the second, and it was deflected past him. But yes, Michael was definitely in goal. Right, sod it. I'm going to have them. I'm going to go and find them on Facebook. Uh, Steve, what number do you want? We've got a two, four, six. Eight. It's nearly turned into a song. Two, <laughs> four, six, eight, nine, ten, twelve. <laughs> I'll have two, please. Number two, just for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is, what a day. Bounces back out for Forrest. Here's Lehigh finding Vaughan. Vaughan gives it to Cohen. Is the captain going to have a go? Yes, he is. Deflected! Chris Cohen scores! 2-0 Forrest! It's the captain! It's the longest-serving player who hits one from about 25 yards! And off a deflection, it flies into the top corner! What a fitting moment for Chris Cohen! I take it your face is the year. Yeah, the year, because I'm no good with recent history, and it is, it is so recent as well. So, obviously, the opposition was Ipswich. Still feels amazing. Day. That was a great game. Yep. Um, Two points. Yeah. Um, ooh, I'll get this wrong, but let's just go for it. Um, two th- hang on. Holly, be ready. 2000 and... Oh, I was going to say 16, but I'll go 17. Oh, he's got four points. Add them to your tally, Steve. Do you know what? I'm exactly the same, where if you ask me something from 87, 87 or 95, I'm all over it. But he's asked me about 2018, 2016. Gone. Uh, yeah, four points added to your tally there. Uh, we're coming into your penultimate questions each. Uh, Holly Royal, you've got four, six, eight, nine, ten, or 12. Uh, I'll go with number 12. Oh, my God. It's number 12. Actually, it's, it's quite easy. Ahead from the coach, it's a penalty to Forrest. Stuart Pierce. Oh, the keeper saves it, and there's McGregor, and there's a goal! Paul McGregor! 
I'm getting so ramped up listening to these goals. I don't know if anyone is the car is, but I'm going like it used to be so good. Was, uh, who was the opposition? What was the year? Uh, it was Leon. Two points. Uh, and the year was 1996. It wasn't. No. Kieran, what year was it? 95. It's a point for Kieran. Kieran. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This might just be become my favourite game. but I could have sworn that was 96. I know. I've got... Hold on a minute. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been like known to do this now. I've been known to do this. No, it will be. It will be 96 because it was later on in the, in the competitions. Whoever put it on YouTube, and I just looked at it, it was wrong. Because we... I'm sorry, there's been... no VAR. The points have been awarded at this point. There's nothing we can do. We just have to move on to the next one. Contentious. Forest one, <laughs> Leon nil. It says on this, which is UEFA's Europa League thing, it was 1995. Sodom went down 92, 93, back up 93, 94, 95, 96. No. Because 96 was when they played Munich in the quarterfinal. Mate, it was the 95, 96 season we're in Europe. It was definitely that season, but it's whether it was just before Christmas or... It must have been just before. Oh, hang on. Yeah, now, did we, did we beat... Ozair before Leon, or was it the other way around? I think we had Ozair afterwards, and then it was Munich. Because uh, that, according to UEFA's actual website, it says ninety-five. Yeah, in that case, it probably was ninety-five. Kieran, you can keep your point, even though you were quite happily going to keep it anyway. Um, Kieran, so yeah, that's what you. Kieran, you've got four, six, eight, nine, or ten. There's two of these you do not want to pick. So let's go find them then, shall we? Uh, number nine. Oh. <laughs> Oh my lord! Okay, uh, enjoy. And Steve, get ready to collect some points. Here we go. They've lost at that time, and it's turned in by Francis. It was lost in the crowd on the near post, and Trevor Francis once again is the man on the spot for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, it's the thing I've never seen apart from the cup final one. It's Trevor Francis scoring for Forest. I don't think I've seen any of his goals apart from the famous one. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go for another shot in the dark then. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's go for Leeds United. Yep. In 19... 19- 81. Oh, no. <laughs> Steve, to steal two points, the opposition or the year? It sounded like, I've probably got it completely wrong, but I was going to say Ajax 1980 European Cup semi-final. He stole both points. Kieran, you missed it by a year. It was 80. It was from a corner. Uh, Francis at the near post. There you go. It's just look at the draw. You know, Steve, couldn't really remember 2017. He just pulled it off, Kieran. So, do you know what I mean? Before you start writing in. <laughs> I'm wondering at what point my memory will start going that way, though. And I'm going to forget what's contemporary to me. Um, I reckon it happened around the start of my 30s when my 20s started hurting. Um, uh, who is it? I don't know who's good. So, I don't know who's going. It's Steve, it's your go. You've got four, six, eight, or 10, mate. Um, four, please. Number four. Uh, here it comes. See, I don't think Steve will get the year on this from what he's told us. Turn. Reed. A great run from Reed. 
And that's a magnificent goal! Andy Reid! Yeah. Right, opposition, West Ham. Oh, two points. Um, but I'm screwed for the year. Um, it was in the, the back. <laughs> I've seen the, the goal recently because he's in the, the, the Inter Milan kit, the black and blue one. He is. Um, so I had that kit on my honeymoon in 2005. Right, so hold on. I'm just going to tell you, you're in dangerous territory now because you've now involved your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had that then, let's go 95. Let's go... Sorry, did I say it? No, I said 2005. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've not been married that long. Uh, 2005, so let's hop back a year. 2004. No. Holly, for one point, what was the year? 2002. Oh, bugger. Other side, 2003. <laughs> it was 2003. Uh, there we go. So we're coming to the final round. I've got no idea how many points anyone's got. I just think everyone believes Steve's probably won this already. Uh, although Holly's been naming them too. I'm just not putting faith in Kieran because the amount he's been... <laughs> Uh, Holly, six, eight, or ten? Um, number ten. Number ten. What a, I, ooh, I'm not saying anymore. Wins a great ball, and then gets the uh, return ball edge of the box to fire in the corner. Julian Bennett, Forest Player of the Year. The lad born just down the road in the Meadows. I'll just tell you now. I can see Kieran was going. I bet that was the one that I knew of the year, and the others are. <laughs> So, uh, you know the goal, I'm guessing. Who was it against and what was the year? So, it was Yeovil. Two points. And it was 2008. Oh! (laughs) So, the thing is... If I'm never 100% sure if the year was right, I mean, I knew that one because of personal reasons, but Kieran's head just flew back in his chair. Uh, Yeah, it was 2008. What a great day that was. Um, Kieran, so I'll just be straight with you, man. One of these, you're all over. It's your bread and butter. It's you strutting the streets. The other one, you weren't alive. Um, So do you want six or eight? Um, Six. You actually picked the one that you probably wanted. So here we go. Shouldn't have had to do it, but in the end won it and then has played a great ball forward towards Cox, who controls and lofts it over the goalkeeper. What a goal that is from Simon Cox. A brilliant piece of control after a lovely ball from Lewis McGugan and it's 2-1 and Forrest are back in it. Opposition and you. Opposition was Bournemouth. Uh, and the year he called this his uh, his best career goal. He did just just last week. Um, what bloody year was it? You've got the opposition wrong so far. Just so you know, Steve, that's coming to you. Oh, was it? Yeah, you got it wrong because Holly did a little shake of her head as well. Oh, <laughs> year was have it? I mis- have I misremembered that? Oh, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just. I'll go wrong on all of it then, mate. Whatever, 2009, I guess. Oh, yeah. Jesus, what an absolute collapse. <laughs> no, you're not. I just thought it was... Anyway, uh, so Steve, the year in the opposition. I think I'll get this wrong as well. Um, oh. Honestly, I can remember the opposition playing in black. Yeah, it was one of those when they should have been wearing the normal colours and they weren't. For some reason, I thought it was either Barnsley or Reading, but uh, I think they're both wrong. Uh, sorry, but, uh, um, I'll go Reading. And the year, 
Yeah, it's a it's a misty one for me this year. Yeah, yeah. Let's say I don't know two thousand and looking pain. Eleven. Yeah, Holly, you can't get points for it. She's too far away. But Steve's got it wrong as well. Do you know the year in the opposition? I think the opposition was Birmingham. It was Birmingham. And <laughs> again, remembering the kit, it was the Umbro, the one of my favourites of the little uh, V-neck. Um, Fashion tips with Holly. Yes. Um, beautiful off-shoulder number. This beautiful dark Garibaldi. Um, I think it was 2012. 13. <laughs> 2012 it was. Uh, I cannot tell you anything. I've been 20, oh, I got... Did I get married or divorced? It was one of the two. I think I got married. Uh, it was 14. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, so to round it all up, Steve, uh, the final one, uh, one that I think we all know very well if you listened to the podcast last year because of a certain song. It's a good turn. And what a superb ball. Onside. Brian Rice for Nottingham Forest. Can he finish it this time? 2-0. Rice scores. Now, uh, the only concern is that one, two, three, Brian Rice. Uh, does it mention it in the words of that song what year it was? <laughs> I think it did. Um, Steve, you're screwing your face up more than I thought you would there. I thought this was you and your pomp on this one. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah. Obviously, the opposition's Arsenal again, you know, at the old Highbury. Um, 88. Two points. There we go. That brings the end of the quiz. Um, Holly, how many points did you end on? Well, do you know what? I wasn't really sure how many I got oh, for the last one. Here we go. Uh, the last one was which one did you have? Well, I did a steal, didn't I? Oh, you didn't get any because you were too far back. So Right, got you. So that's zero. So I got 12 then in total. Oh, that sounds good. Kieran, how many did you get, mate? I'll get into it. It's not important. No, I do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad to be back. It's nice to see you guys. Is it? And you, you mean, yeah. apart from the side that we have this discussion about, you know, generations and stuff each time, there is an all right quiz. We like that one. Any more sound? I, I, mate, I like, I like that format. You're, you're onto a winner with that format. Just, can you imagine though when it's like Dexter Blackstock, Blackstock away at Preston in 2010? People are going to be like, what? Mm. You kind of got to go with the famous ones. Uh, Steve, how many points did you get? Um, 15 oh it's close yeah close, closer on thing I mean, Steve is the closer gentleman on. he is he probably got 28 and he's just deducted a load not to be showy which I quite like uh, but yeah well done Steve you are current uh, champ- champion of uh, of the audio quiz um, so that brings us about to the end um, so Steve we'll probably see you in about a month Kieran maybe you should jump in as well at times I say it'd be nice to uh, slowly claw all the old guys back and Holly as always excellent stuff I will see you on a concourse outside of ground in London soon no doubt oh no I might try and do ready uh, but yes thanks for listening guys I say hello to Steve on the road um, honk honk and uh, please oh, it's not going to be a catchphrase and uh, all the best for the Reds coming up in the next two games and we'll see you in a week's time you Reds hey!